At Waverly Elementary in Albany, Oregon, two new preschool classrooms have been put in place to meet the needs of some of the district's youngest learners. Conceived as an opportunity to improve literacy skills for incoming kindergartners, the preschool effort stems from Principal Ann Griffith's desire to dream big and create a project with significant impact for students in a high poverty school. I visited Waverly recently and spoke with her about her Reggio Emilia-inspired approach to early learning and the difference a year makes. The actual program really was a, a final project for my admin license. And so the young Zhao, who was my professor at the time, suggested that we do a project, that we could do any project we wanted to think big, to dream big, and it could be any project at all, and to think about what project did we believe would be the most meaningful for our school. And so I thought about it, and something I've been thinking about for several years is what will level the playing field, move the dial for our students who are entering kindergarten, and the obvious one is preschool. We're a high-poverty district, a high-poverty high school, and there are many barriers to our families accessing preschool. It can be transportation. It can be money to pay for preschool. It can be knowledge. They don't know is what preschool is. What's the point? And so that is what I decided for my project. And then I really thought about what did I believe would make the biggest difference. And it really has to do with language. Kids living in poverty don't hear as many words. They don't have as many learning opportunities as kids not living in poverty. So that was sort of the basis. I wanted to have opportunities that I felt would build their brain, give them learning opportunities that would actually give them more language, create more synapses in their brain. And so I looked at different programs, and really what I settled on was the Reggio Emilia program. And so our school is inspired by that, and the teacher asks as a guide and provides many opportunities for students to build self-efficacy, and they have many, many choices. And so part of those choices are they decide what station they're going to be on, and they get to decide how long they're in that station. And so they, they see themselves as learners and solid thinkers. And if you can describe what your funding mechanism look like, looks like, because there are many different approaches in the state of Oregon, and preschool promise as, a, as state funding is only reaching about 1,300 kids. Not enough kids have access to those dollars and there aren't enough dollars in the pot yet. And so we know that there are sites that are are getting creative or have been able to pull in grant funding or do all sorts of things to fund their preschools. So what, what's been your approach? So we have actually two outside sources of funding. We have the KPI funding and the innovation grant funding. And so the KPI funds primarily Katie's salary and benefits as well as helped with some of the supplies. And then we have another funding. The other funding source pays for our bilingual assistant and the other furnishings in our program. Then I am a Title I school, and so I have used some Title I money 
to pay for transportation for our kids to come to and from school. And we also use our Title I funding to pay for breakfasts and snack. When did the program start? The program started this fall. I think our first day of school, kids actually came, I think was at the end of September. But Katie and Carlos did home visits with every one of our students. And so she and Carlos would go and they had a little interview and they met families. And so they did home visits before the kids came to school. So there was a process before all the kids were together. So there was first home visits and then the student and their parent came and just the, met with Katie and Carlos in the preschool. So they got to see the classroom one-on-one -on -one with Katie and Carlos, and they got to see all the different things that they could do. And then once every student had had that opportunity with their family, then we started, which was the end of September. To what extent are parents involved in the classroom today? The parents don't come in and sit and work with their kids in the classroom. What our parents do is they support their children by helping with our garden. We just did the leprechaun run, and they brought their kids to the leprechaun run. And so there's a, a strong connection between Katie and the parents and our preschool and the parents. But at this point, we don't have parents just coming in and sitting with their kids because it's really about our kids having the independence and their choices. When you talk about the brain science, you know, and you're thinking about the early brain and these young children who are very much in their formative years, and we know what the brain science says. So when you're thinking about opportunities to stimulate that and stimulate brain growth, and you've done that now with preschool, is it accomplishing what you want it to accomplish or are you on the right track? But I guess the other question is, is it starting early enough? So no, it absolutely is not starting early enough. If I would love to be a birth through five program, what we had to do is, um, and initially I was going to do birth to three, and I just decided that right now we would do three to five. But absolutely, it is not early enough. I would love to have these families here. I would love to do a zero to three where we have parents in working with their with a guide teacher and learning with their children songs and movement and how to have a conversation with the, your children. So no, it's not early enough, but it's the best we could do for now. And I would say that it is doing more than I expected in the first year, without a doubt. And I think the IRON is a wonderful example where we had three, four, and five-year-olds coming and running a mile, and their parents were there, and it was a rainy, yucky day. But there was this, this is important, this is our community. So there's this very strong sense of community that I hadn't anticipated. I'd hoped for, but I hadn't anticipated how many families would show up to this event when many of our families had never crossed the bridge to North Albany. And so, and the diversity of our students was just really outstanding and astounding to me. So just to think about that in a school environment, a birth to five set of services or programming in an ideal world, what would that look like? Okay. I, I'm known to dream big, so I'm going to dream big. I would see, I would see two full day programs for three through five. 
So there would be two spaces for three through five. And then I see a birth to three space where there's alternate times where maybe we're doing birth, I don't know the best age, birth, six, zero to six months, six to 12, and that there's there's this guiding, just as in the preschool, I feel we're guiding our preschoolers. I would like to sort of almost do that with our parents. So helping parents understand the the role, this amazing role that they play in their children's life, and that having meals with them and talking with them and just walking in the park, it doesn't have to be all the way to the coast, but those opportunities that we have, that we could have with our children. Because I think a lot of our parents don't understand how much it means it develops their child's brain to have those positive interactions and those language conversations. So that's what I would see. I, I mean, I like dreaming big. <laughs> so, and I, and I think the other really important piece to this, and I don't is that having the right instructors, having the right adult guides. I believe our program is as successful as it is, is because Katie is extraordinary. She has done a lot of research about early learning, and she has applied her new knowledge and understanding to her classroom and her students, and she provides these enriching opportunities that are so enriching and so engaging that our students go home and they talk to their families about this is what we're, guess what we did in preschool today. And then it's, it is paving the way for this back and forth conversation with our parents that we, that I had not expected. But that works well with what you're bringing to the table too, because you conceived this working with your advisor and then brought it to the school like your vision for what this could be along with what Katie can bring to it seemed to be working really well together, really hand in hand. And that, I, I don't know if it's possible with, without that. No, it, I, I would hope that everyone could have this kind of opportunity. I can tell you that when Katie came in to me, well, first when I wrote the grant, I didn't know if I was going to get the money. So I just wrote it dreaming. So if I could do a preschool, this is what it would like. This would is what it would be. And I was just dreaming and I didn't expect, necessarily expect I was going to get the money. But then when we did get the money, there was this heavy weight on my shoulders because what I was proposing was not necessarily, there was no curriculum or a teacher that I could go and grab and say, oh, this is the curriculum I want to use. And this is any, you can be trained in this curriculum and anyone can do it. So I had in mind the kind of guide or teacher that would make this program successful, I had no idea how I was going to get that. Absolutely none. I thought, well, maybe I could go to Italy and see if I could recruit a Reggio Emilia instructor, or I just didn't know what I was going to do. And then when Katie came in and she said, would you consider me? I physically, this weight was lifted off my shoulders. I was like, oh my goodness, she was, she's perfect. And each week, each month, it's better and better. When you say that you feel like the program is performing better than you had anticipated, what does that mean? And then what does that mean for kindergarten and first grade? Because you have, you have different kids that will be entering kindergarten, which will impact what those teachers do in those classrooms. 
Well, that's a big question. There's multiple layers to this. So when I think about the easy outside layer is they have exec- they'll come to kindergarten with executive functioning skills they would not have come to kindergarten with. They will have language that they would not have had, words and vocabulary that they would not have had. A sense of numeracy, and Katie's been working on that with her students, and a sense of story, and also a strong sense of self-efficacy. And that's very much a part of our program and part of what we do in our whole school. So that's one layer. Then another layer is that we have early intervention students. We have a student who has hearing issues. We have another student who has sight issues. And so we've been able to access and get our students some health care that they may need as well as speech services. And so these are kids who could have come to us unknown. So we get them in kindergarten, and we don't know the lag, their lagging skills. And so we've had this is provided an opportunity where we get to know this students earlier and help provide services, whether it's health services, mental health services, speech services. So that's another layer to this. And our intention, you know, I think in the back of our mind, we're thinking, yes, they need to be ready for kindergarten. But really, in order, everything that is happening in the kin- in the preschool is really working on students being able to think and problem solve. Katie t- t- talks about our language and she talks about sounds and she does numeracy, but it's there's a deeper piece and it's hard to describe where they're really thinking and problem solving and making decisions on their own and that Katie can stay back and she just acts as the facilitator and the guide. And I think those skills, when kids are able to think and problem solve and love learning, and I see that every time I'm in the room, that the kids are just loving learning. What would it do on a broad scale if we could be doing this in every elementary school. Sometimes I think about where we're at now and where we could be and what what that would mean for young kids and for families. What does that look like to you? I think originally I really thought about it as leveling the playing field for our students. And now after seeing all the parents at the different family activities, evening activities that Katie has done and daytime activities, I think it's helping our parents feel more a part of this educational community. And that is really important. And so there's not only the kid piece, but leveling the playing field for our parents so that they have access to health services that they need. They have support to get the speech services that their kid, their child may need or the physical therapy. And so that's another piece of this program that it's not only supporting our kids. It's really supporting our families and helping them access services that they may not have been able to access. Everyone needs that. You know, if you don't know how to access a service and somebody's there to help you, it helps the kids and their families. You mentioned home visiting. Is that something that's built in that you just built into the preschool or is that something that you use more broadly or how does that look? When we looked at what the program, our school program was going to look like, then we needed to bring parents in. 
and we needed to get to know our parents and we needed to start building that trust right away. And so that's, I think, part of the purpose of the home visit is starting with the connection. You told me a story about a mother and her son, I believe, who really felt like her son had just been transformed by the preschool. Tell me about that story. Yeah, and I and the story has gotten even better since I shared with you the first time. So this is a little student who has came to us with not a whole lot of language, didn't talk much, hard to understand, and the mom came to visit me two or three months into school. And I asked her, I said, so how's it going? What do you think? And she goes, oh, Jackson is a, is just another kid. He, he, we went and we visited family who he hadn't seen in three or four months, and they could actually understand what he was saying. And he talks all the time. And I said, well, asked her, well, what is he talking about? And she said, he's talking about everything he does in school. We can't get him to stop talking. He talks about it from what it began his day to the end of his day. And so, and he's engaging my father, his aunts, his uncles, his cousins, and he's talking nonstop. And then I just talked about the eye run and the little leprechaun dash, and mom couldn't make it. And so she called his dad and said to him, you need to make sure that he is at this run at this time. He has to be here there. And so I had never met the dad, and I introduced myself. And at the time, his son was just really clinging on to him. He'd never been to such a big event. Dad had never been to such a big event. And his son didn't want to get a group picture. He didn't really think he wanted to participate in the run. And dad said, well, I'll carry you until you're ready to run. And I saw them at the finish line, and his son had was so excited. He wanted to do the 5K. And he was just like, Dad, let's do it, let's do it. So he, it provided an opportunity for him and his dad that he would never have had. And he wanted to have his picture taken with his teacher. And he was just so excited. And when I asked him about the run, he said, well, it was really fun. I had such a good time and my dad ran with me. And, and so that was just another example of how this keeps you know, I think kids have grown a lot and then they grow more and more. Stay tuned for more from Waverly's Preschool Classroom featuring teachers Katie Alabeck and Carlos Sanchez. This is Rafael Otto bringing you the Early Link Podcast. Children's Institute is working to ensure a strong beginning for Oregon's children. Learn more at childinst.org.